Hello? Hello? Uh-oh. Hello? 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 Welcome to Stargazing, a Stargate-gazing podcast. I'm your host, Kathy. And I'm your other host, Mary. And each week we discuss an episode of Stargate beginning with Stargate SG-1. So how are you today? I'm doing great. I have to tell you. Yay. I'm not. I mean, I'm not great, great, but right now I'm great because okay. for the first time in months, there is a cat laying next to me. <gasps> oh, she didn't kitty. run away. This is my brother's cat, Gibby. She's a void cat unless she's in the sun and then she's brown. She's she a cute I'm going to see if I can make her squeak. <laughs> so cute <laughs> that was adorable <laughs> she usually doesn't like to hang out next to me but i turned the electric blanket on really warm so she stayed nice <laughs> yeah that's very tempting for kitties and dogs yeah. too, for that matter good times how are you Excellent. doing i'm good good in my hopefully slightly less echoey yeah space now yeah that's excellent yeah the walls are completely covered. Well, not completely covered, but the two walls in the corner where I am are completely covered. The other walls are not, but I have some cardboard dividers up between me and them with some soundproofing on those. But the other side is kind of echoey, so I like just taped a bunch of extra soundproofing to the walls and through the dog's beds in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and there's blankets, and I'm hoping that that will tamp down the echo. Yeah. That audition was not able to get rid of for me in last episode. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Gibby's staring at me. Kitty. I'm going to make you squeak again. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do to make her squeak? Just like pet her head or something? No, you touch the back of her and her Aww. like her, her tail, like basically her butt, but not, you know, her butt. But <laughs> yeah. What we call the cat butt. Right. That is hilarious. It's very cute. I thought I had to sneak attack her, but apparently even when she's staring right at me, she'll just do it. That's You're- cute. You're stinking cute. Okay. Anyway. I'll be better when my vacation starts, which is tomorrow, which is why we're recording early today. Yay! Yay! But lots to do to get ready for that. Mm-hmm. Including recording early. <laughs> yes! And editing early, but editing is about halfway done for the audition part. Nice. I got distracted by shopping on Amazon, otherwise it would probably be done already. <laughs> that happens. Right? It does. I was thinking, oh, we need floor mats, and also this place needs curtains, and there's no curtains in this room that I'm in with the curtains. So I got distracted shopping for curtains and floor mats. <laughs> Without any segue, because we keep having technical difficulties that I'm sure our skilled editing will make impossible to detect. <laughs> what are we talking about today? We are talking about... Stargate SG-1, Season 5, Episode 13, Proving Ground. Ooh. Yeah. The episode starts with Jack and Teal'c and a bunch of youngins. It does. Out somewhere. They're like outside of a warehouse doing some ops. Haley, the chick with the bad attitude that we met on that not planet but moon, <laughs> is also there with this group of people. One of them, named Elliot, has about a million questions for Jack as they're coming up on this warehouse trying to do whatever it is that they're doing. 
Elliot wants to know how the Gould escaped from the SGC. Jack says he doesn't know. Do they have any weapons? Jack doesn't know. The guy keeps just asking Jack questions, all of which Jack tells him he does not have any idea what the answers are. The building that they're coming up on is the last known location of Sam and Daniel, according to Teal'c, so they're apparently going to be going in and trying to rescue them. Jack tells Elliot to stay behind while Teal'c and Jack go on in. Elliot and the youngins are going to keep a perimeter around the building and keep the outside secure. Doesn't really seem like they're supposed to come inside. So they split up, Jack and Tilk head in, and the other team stays outside. They chat a little bit about what their plan is going to be for how to surround the building, and suddenly we hear fire happening inside. There's Zat guns and guns going off inside. Elliot tells everybody to stand their ground, despite protest from the people that he's leading who all want to go in. Back talkers. Until Jack actually radios to them and calls that they need backup. (laughs) Then he heads in. Inside the building, the... New team finds Sam standing over Daniel, Jack, and Teal'c. They are all on the ground. Jack and Teal'c are unconscious and not moving. Daniel is awake and they're kind of having a standoff. Sam tells them that Daniel's become a Gua'uld, even though she's speaking with Hagfish voice. And Daniel says that she's a Gua'uld. Listen to her voice. Sam argues that, nope, she's a Tok'ra. Daniel's the one that's been taken over, even though he's not speaking in Gua'uld voice. Spoiler alert, it's kind of a Kobayashi Maru thing. Daniel (laughs) says that if he gets shot again, he's going to die because Sam's already shot him once. But Sam is still claiming that he's a Gua'uld and not a good guy anymore. The standoff continues for just enough time for tension to build. And then one of the guys named Grogan fires at Sam. Elliot, who was the leader, is pissed because he did not give the order to fire. He had told everybody to basically stand down and was continuing to try to assess the situation. They argue a little bit. And then Daniel's like, well, too bad you're wrong about me not being a Gua'uld because she's a Tok'ra. I'm a Gua'uld. And then he gleefully shoots all of the new team. I feel like that was excessive. Like, he probably didn't need to do that. Nope, and he definitely didn't need to, like, blow on the barrel of the fake no. gun. That his intar. They're all using intars as becomes apparent by the red lights that are on all of the weapons. So, yeah, he definitely didn't need to do that. He just took a lot of delight in doing that. It was pretty funny. Jack and Teal can everybody get back up. Daniel is continuing to speak in hagfish voice because apparently they have, like, a filter. So he's talking to Jack, who gets annoyed that... Daniel hasn't turned off his filter yet. Daniel turns off his filter, tells Jack, maybe you're being a little too hard on them when Jack is yelling at all of them for being incompetent. And Jack's like, no, not being too hard. (laughs) They just (laughs) suck, basically. (laughs) And that's the end of the opening. Yeah. After credits, we're still hanging out with Jack and Sam and these youngins. He's reviewing their work, as it were telling Elliot that he hesitated. But Elliot argues he was assessing the situation, which got them all killed. Apparently, Elliot's made a lot of mistakes in this scenario. He turns to another youngin named Satterfield, who is played by Grace Park, who is known for playing 
Boomer slash Athena in Battlestar Galactica. I thought that's what I'd seen her in. Yeah. I knew she looked really familiar, but I couldn't remember if it was another version of Stargate or if it was that. But I thought it was Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. She's also she was also in Hawaii Five O. I never saw that. I I have not seen it either, and I think that the only reason I even knew that was a show was because a few years ago now she and uh, Daniel Day Kim mm-hmm. were both in it. Yeah. Huh. And they ended up quitting because the show wouldn't pay them the same amount of money as the white Ooh. actors. Oh. So. <laughs> that's yeah. really shitty. Wow. Yeah. That's awful. Agreed. Yeah. But anyway, that's who that is. Right. Satterfield did not believe that Daniel was a gold because she has a crush on him. Ugh. <laughs> Sam gives her a stern you let your personal feelings get in the way talking to. Oh, like she and Jack never do that, though. Right? <laughs> Their feelings have definitely gotten in the way a few times. For sure. Sam asks Haley what her problem was. She said she was waiting for an order. Jack asks what that order was. And she thinks that they should have shot both Sam and Daniel. Shoot the hostage. Exactly. Apparently, that was the thing they wanted them to do. Elliot has a problem, though. He wants to know how Jack and Teal'c were taken out, why they were laying unconscious. Jack says it was part of the scenario, but Elliot says he does not buy that. (laughs) Because they are very highly skilled people, and there's no way they'd allow themselves to land in that situation Jack's like, we were taken by surprise. And Elliot's like, but then you wouldn't have been able to call for backup. Something's wrong. <laughs> He's got a good point. He's got a he few does. good points, in fact. Jack's annoyed that he wants to poke holes in the training scenario. Elliot calls it not a fair test. Kobayashi Maru. Exactly. <laughs> Jack tells him to not overthink. That you've got to think fast and make decisions quickly. He tells them there's another training scenario they need to get through. And after that, they'll either be assigned to an SG team or not. The youngins leave. I noticed at this point, too, Haley is just, she's just so tiny. She is. Didn't they say she's like 4'9 at one point in this episode or something? Yeah. She's she's just so much shorter than all of the... True. Small but mighty, because didn't they also say in the last episode that she's like excellent at hand-to-hand combat and has amazing aim and all kinds of stuff? Yeah, yeah. And also is another Sam Carter. Right, exactly. (laughs) After they leave, Sam says to Jack, you know he's right about the scenario. And Jack says, well, next time we'll fix that. (laughs) And they part ways. Apparently, some time has passed. Jack and the new team have assembled. Elliot apologizes to Jack for the attitude that he gave him before. Jack says, I like people with attitude better than people who suck up. (laughs) (laughs) Elliot says, that's not what he was doing. In any case, if he wants Jack's approval, then he just has to prove that he's going to be a good officer and that it's worth all this time that they're spending training them. Elliot's like, oh, yeah, I totally am. Jack says, yeah, you don't get to decide that, though. We do. (laughs) The team is chatting outside, talking about who Jack likes and who Jack doesn't like. And it's a pretty pointless scene. I guess we're just establishing some background on everybody's personalities, pretty much. Yeah, I like that Haley has basically become 
true believer. In- yes. Yeah, I agree. Her She still has an attitude, but she's definitely all in on becoming an SGC person yeah. and staying in the military. After they go back and forth a little bit, Haley's like, I'm, I'm going, going for, for a run. run. Who's okay. in? And it was just, she delivered the line with so much gravity. It sounded like they were getting ready to go into battle or pull off a heist or something. This whole scene just kind of seemed melodramatic to me where they were all just acting so serious and everything that they were talking about was so important. And you have to have Jack like you. And it's important that we all pass this mission. It was a very weird scene to me. (laughs) I didn't pick up on that at all. No, it kind of took me out of it because it reminded me of Starship Troopers in that I hate Starship Troopers, unlike my beloved Greffrey who loves that movie. But it was that kind of overacting to me where like just everybody is, yeah, raw, like just so in and being melodramatic about what was really just a boring scene of them standing outside around some trucks talking about whether or not Jack liked them. (laughs) Basically. I don't know why it reminded me of Starship Troopers, but it did. Probably just because bad acting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i never saw it. i have only seen it once a very long time ago and i thought it was awful did you go to the movies to see it no okay i must have I, don't go- so. I don't i don't know who i was with i was with my brother i know that but i think it was starship troopers i thought you said you didn't see it i didn't <laughs> but so we went all to the movies together oh. and then some people went to see starship troopers and my brother and i went to see a different movie oh. it was weird i don't remember why weird. i think it was starship troopers that, that happened with i don't know maybe i did see it in the theater i don't really remember i don't think so anyway elsewhere it's jello time <laughs> i noticed that they like jello a lot <laughs> sam's got some blue jello she's eaten while jack comes by with his red jello and banana he joins her at the table they love Jello. They I don't do. Understand. That was mentioned as a meme. That that article that somebody sent me on Reddit about repeating memes in the show. Jello was one of the ones they mentioned <laughs> in that article. It's their turn to talk about whether or not they do actually like any of these people who are wondering what Jack thought of them. Jack is generally not impressed. No. He tells Sam that. Elliot is indecisive and thinks too much. Sam's like, (laughs) or maybe he's intelligent and he respects you and blah, blah, blah. Jack's like, you bought his excuse for hesitating. And she's like, well, he was right. (laughs) But Jack thinks he's just indecisive. Sam then goes on to Grogan, who she thinks will make a fine addition. But Jack's like, yeah, he'll make a fine target. Jack wouldn't go into combat with Satterfield. He gives her high marks for her high marks. And then he calls Haley the four foot nine fighting machine. (laughs) Jack just becomes a crotchety old man in this moment. He really does. He's like, yeah, God help us. This is the future of the Air Force. Sam's like, remember when you were in their shoes? And he's like, I wore boots and I was never their age. (laughs) (laughs) Sam calls it a night, gets up and leaves. Jack's like, what? It was very silly. It was quite silly. Next, we're out in the final showdown, (laughs) I guess. Jack is outside, says that inside the building that is surrounded by a bunch of burning vehicles and barrels and junk and stuff, there's a piece of alien technology and there are two things standing in their way. There's opposing fire 
And they also have a time limit of just 12 minutes. Because that's how long the Stargate will be open for. And it's a half a mile away. So they have to get half a mile with the alien technology, with constant fire on them, in 12 minutes. Jack says, pretend it's the real thing. Clock starts now. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Essentially. They head in. They're dodging explosions. They're hiding behind stuff. They're shooting at stuff with their intars. Jack's shooting back at them, apparently, from a catwalk over them. (laughs) They're continuing to move ahead inside the warehouse. Grogan gets knocked down by some fire, and Elliot grabs him to get him out of the way. Every time I see this guy's name, I think of the Krogans from Mass Effect. (laughs) Oh. Shepard. Which is not a thing that you could relate to, I'm sure. But I know at least some of our listeners can. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to tell you what I think it is. Grogu? Yes. (laughs) I would like to see the baby. Exactly. Of course. They chat a little bit, trying to develop their strategy. Apparently, Jack's got his intar turned on Max, so Grogan is in a lot of pain, despite these weapons not being lethal. Elliot gives Grogan the order to just try to get out of there on his own, and the rest of them are going to go and try to get the alien artifact. So they're doing a sweep of the warehouse, despite the fact that they know that there are people in there shooting at them, namely Jack and who knows who else. They're not taking cover as they move forward. (laughs) Haley even puts her gun away to do some readings and (laughs) is hiding behind nothing, just standing out in the open. This just all seemed very stupid and bad strategy to me. (laughs) But this is never addressed. Haley detects some kind of radiation. So there's got to be some kind of issue at the gate, they think, with radiation coming through. They need to get out of here. There might be some old power source that's causing this radiation if it's not a gate issue they suddenly find an object it's the object it's wrapped in a burlap sack in a crate so of course they they unwrap it and then also open it which seems like a really stupid idea why not just retrieve it and don't open it because opening it was a bad idea it was booby trapped and there's going to be an explosion now as a result of that they all need to get out of there because none of them can disarm it they've got 90 seconds Haley actually offers to try to disarm it, but Elliot says there's not enough time. She is pissed at that and asks what they're going to do. And then the next thing we know, they're coming out of the warehouse. As they come outside, they encounter Jack, who wants to know where the device is. They tell him it was booby-trapped. And then five seconds later, there's some kind of explosion. Jack wants to know if they tried to disarm it, but no, they only had 90 seconds. Jack asks Haley if she could have disabled it. She dances around that, says she supported his decision, but Jack's like, don't care. Could you have done it? And she's like, maybe. Elliot then defends himself by saying he puts the lives of his team members first. Hmm. And Jack's like, well, where's Grogan then? (laughs) Then they're like, oh, yeah, looking around. Oh, oops. Oops. Yeah. Even though Grogan thought he could get out, he didn't. And he was killed in the explosion, but not really, because it's a training scenario, of course. Jack's really angry about it. He says he will not tolerate leaving a team member behind. Then his phone rings, and we can see in the background Grogan kind of limping out of the building. Grogan asks how they did. 
they tell him he was killed in the explosion. Elliot thinks he's pretty much done now. He's lost his opportunity. Satterfield says, you don't know that. Haley is looking at Jack, who is on the phone, very serious, telling them there's something going on. And then we hear Jack a little bit. He says, SG, Sierra, whatever. He uses... Yeah. Yeah. Sierra Gulf Niner code Foxtrot yeah. six. Yes. He says those things. He also says, confirmed foothold, Sierra Gulf Charlie... He hangs up and tells them training's over. They need to go home until someone from the Air Force contacts them. Two large vehicles pull up. Jack takes a moment to take out his entire clip from his gun and put in actual bullets, maybe? That's what it looks like. Yeah. That's the impression we're supposed to get, I think. (laughs) Yeah. He tells them to wait there and heads on over to the vehicle. They stand around talking about what they overheard. Haley concludes alien incursion because they said foothold. Instead of leaving like Jack asked them to, they set their intars to max and watch the scenario where Jack just gets into a firefight with the military people in the large vehicles. Everybody gets hit, apparently, including Jack. Grogan wants to go help them, and at this point... Elliot physically holds them all back. He, like, puts <laughs> yeah. his arms out. Like, when you're in a car and you hold the passenger in the front seat yeah. as you lurch like forward. Like, my mom still does. I'm like, Mom, you know that I'm, like, about twice yeah. your size, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't usually have many passengers in my car. I usually just hold my food or beverages Yes, back. <laughs> They wait to see that Jack is the last man standing over see, there. I was immediately suspicious because they all went down, but only Jack was the one to get back up. So yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else was wearing a bulletproof vest except for Jack. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Jack tells them they're all dismissed, but they object. I also noticed that the extra behind Jack had his hand moved when Jack was getting back up. Oh. <laughs> they refuse to leave Jack. Telling him he needs their help. That they're all he's got. Jack relents and says, God help me. Elsewhere, they are at an access tube. The kind of thing in the ground that we've seen before when they've had to sneak in and out of the base. The plan is that once they get down, they're going to head to the armory. And then they're going to look for Sam and see if she's hopefully still alive. Since she's the one that got the word out about the foothold issue. They... Set off some explosives to open the hatch and then head on down. Somewhere in the base, presumably level 19, it's telling me here, we see some light and sizzling and they've got a blowtorch with them, apparently, or something that is opening the door for them. They bust through the door and a security monitor somewhere shows Jack and the new team moving in down the hallway. They make their way to the armory. Grogan is concerned because he thought they weren't authorized to use lethal force, but Jack says, well, you know, have these as backup just in case, but they're supposed to still be using their intars set to max, if at all possible, since these are their people still, after all. Outside, Tilk is talking to some people. They all hide. And Tilk tells the random people that he's talking to that Major Carter has escaped custody. So they're going to search levels 14 through 20 until they find her. 
Tilk reports to Daniel that General Hammond has been captured and is the last one to be conformed mm. and that he's got units looking for Sam. She's going to be put to death once <laughs> they find her. <laughs> and this is when I was like, oh, yeah, okay, so this is definitely not a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Jack and his team of youngins <laughs> make their way to Sam's lab. For some reason. Haley goes to Sam's computer and basically is able to access it immediately. Jack looks at a monitor that is displaying what Haley found, showing security footage from the base, including the fact that the Stargate is open right now. Jack calls that a problem. They can't shut it down from where they are, but they need to go do that. Meanwhile, Haley also sees some security footage of Hammond's office, and we see Daniel sitting in Hammond's chair. <laughs> so Daniel's in charge. Good job, Daniel. Jack's like, I always knew he wanted that office. Daniel heads to the briefing room. He stands by some glowy object on a table that flashes yeah. <laughs> while he stands at it. They conclude he must be possessed by that. They can't tell what the device is or any of the writing on it, what it says. I like that it becomes apparent that Satterfield is like the Daniel of the team because yeah. she's the one that's trying to figure out if there's any writing on it and what it might say. <laughs> that's true. You're right. Yeah. So Haley is the Sam. Satterfield is the Daniel. And then Elliot is Jack. And, and Grogan is... Grogan is a bad yes, version of Teal'c. A bad Teal'c. <laughs> If he was a Krogan, he would make a better Teal'c, but he is instead Grogan. If he were Grogu, he would make a better Teal'c, too. <laughs> also true. Yeah, actually. <laughs> he could murder things. Anyway. Very true. Yeah, he could. But instead, he's just kind of useless. <laughs> Elliot suggests maybe Daniel took some photos of the thing so they can get a closer look by going to his office. He orders Grogan and Satterfield to head that way and report in when they figure something out. And he and Haley are going to go try to shut down the gate. They tell Jack he is not in shape to help them, despite his protests. Yeah, I don't know if we mentioned that he's supposedly taken a bullet wound that his vest did not stop. Yeah, I think at one point where I see his hands, he's got red on them. He's got, yeah. Blood, yeah. Yes. Jack's in pain, though, so he does give in and gives his access card to Haley. Tells them all to stay on channel 12. They can get anywhere in the base with Jack's access card. And keep in mind, those are our people, you know, so don't murder anybody. And they leave. Jack alone. Down in a hallway, Haley and Elliot are walking and they pass a corridor without even bothering to look around a corner. And then there's guards in there that start <laughs> shooting at them. And Elliot's like, oh, wrong turn. <laughs> Maybe you should have looked around the corner first. But here we are. <laughs> Elsewhere with Grogan and Satterfield, they are taking out some people in Daniel's office and they search the guards' pockets until they find another access card. So now they've got one too. Woo. Yeah. They use it to get into Daniel's office, because apparently they were outside in front of it, and they leave the guards bound up inside. Back with Haley and Elliot, they're continuing to exchange fire with the airmen that they came across at Daniel's office. Satterfield is <laughs> admiring his decoration scheme and all the stuff on the walls. 
And then she remembers that she's supposed to be on his computer looking for pictures. We have Haley and Elliot again. Haley shoots one of the guards and is horrified that she killed him because she was using her actual weapon for that one, apparently. But Elliot tells her basically to get it together because they've got work to do. In Daniel's office, Satterfield finds what she's looking for. Radios to Elliot and says that they found photos from the pizza cake planet. Argos. That's where the (laughs) device was from. And the rough translation on it says gift from on high. Oh. Mm. They think it is a hagfish Trojan horse of some sort. They radio to Jack to ask if he is listening in to all of this. And he says, yeah, stop talking so much on the radio. Elliot says that Palops use nanotechnology to rapidly age people, and Jack's basically like, yeah, I know, it happened to me, but I don't remember a whole lot because I was super old at the time. (laughs) Haley wants to get a blood sample from one of the guys that they took out in Daniel's office, so they go ahead and do that. And then they all meet back up in Sam's lab. Not yet, though, but we end up in Sam's lab. Jack is there, watching still the security footage. The phone rings and he answers it and he's like, yeah, I got him. He gets on the radio and tells Elliot not to go to the gate room. Elliot's like, we're here. Jack's like, come back. And he's like, okay. And then you turn around and leave and head back toward Jack. Sam's lab. (laughs) Secret lab. They've all reassembled there (laughs) and they've already got a blood sample and results showing nanobots everywhere (laughs) Haley concludes that the nanobots must somehow rewire the brain and make people responsive to the suggestions from the alien device sure yep yep Mm -hmm. that sounds believable yep (laughs) totally plausible I was just talking about this when we were discussing the nervous system in my class the other day Satterfield thinks maybe they can find out how they communicate with the master. I assume that was the device and shut it down. That's my guess, too. Haley says there are no signals being transmitted. So they need to go to the briefing room to shut down this device. And they still need to shut down the gate. They're going to try to do both at once. Jack tells them to take corridor C-19 and they head out. After they leave... Jack is watching them on a monitor and talking into his phone and telling somebody that they're on their way. And then Elliot and Grogan run into Sam in a hallway. She seems a bit surprised to see them. She puts her hands up because they've got weapons drawn on her. They check her for weapons, which she does not have. But they still don't trust her because Grogan says that she was captured by aliens. So they don't know that she's not taken over or anything. Especially because she was casually strolling the hallway. Exactly. Yeah, just casually strolling down the hallway. Rather than just leave her behind, they're going to take her with them. And they take her back to the lab. They do. Back at Sam's lab, they find Jack letting one of the guards go that they had captured earlier. Uh oh. Jack's like, I was just going to interrogate him. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot does not believe him and tells him to step away from the prisoner. While everyone is distracted by what's happening, Sam just pulls a gun from one of the new team members. It really should not be that easy for her to disarm (laughs) Satterfield, but apparently it was super easy to just disarm Satterfield and take one of her weapons. (laughs) Sam pulls that gun on Jack and says that it's obvious that Jack has been compromised. She's fine. Everything's fine with Sam. It's Jack that has been compromised. 
And Jack's like, you guys have been gone for two minutes. How would there have been time for that to happen? I've been with you the whole time, except for those two minutes. <laughs> Sam's like, yeah, but you saw him. You saw him letting the guy go. They go back and forth a little bit. Elliot is unconvinced, so he shoots Jack. <laughs> Sam hands the gun back to Satterfield and asks how they knew that they could trust her and not him. Haley had told Elliot that the glowworld markers in her blood would keep her from being influenced by any hagfish technology. Okay. Including the nanotechnology. Okay. Sure. So <laughs> Sam says, lucky me. Yeah. <laughs> and Haley says, yes, ma'am. They're once again going to go try to shut down the Stargate. Why not just wait for it to shut down? It's been so long at this point. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's eventually going to shut itself down. Just leave True. it alone. <laughs> they all leave and Sam goes to help Jack back up. And says, whoops. <laughs> it was quite funny. Yeah. Jack is not pleased. No. Sam looks pretty amused. Oh. <laughs> In the hallway, the team discuss their plan for getting to the gate and also getting control of the device. They split up. Meanwhile, back in Sam's lab... Jack is still a little incensed that Sam decided to tell them he was compromised and then get him shot. <laughs> Sam says they didn't take the right corridor that he told them to. And he calls them crafty little buggers. Jack is still in pain and trying to get up. And Sam's like, well, you did order them to set their training weapons to maximum <laughs> stun. And Jack's like, yeah, that's because Daniel's had it so easy. Sam reports that Hammond and the Pentagon staff are monitoring everything from level 16. Sam then tells Jack his wound is getting all over her lab, which she's not <laughs> fond of. That was pretty funny. Yeah. That was basically that scene. <laughs> yep. Jack does apologize. He does. He does. Then we're in a security room with Hammond and Kerrigan. He's the guy that was at the school, right? Yeah, I yeah. think he, he was in charge of the school. Yeah, that's what I thought. Kerrigan asks, George, same wager as last time? Hammond says it's hardly fair because these young people are against SG-1. <laughs> Kerrigan offers a double or nothing bet and Hammond accepts. They're just chatting a little bit about some various programs that they're working on and other things that are happening. Nothing too important. Hammond does mention, though, that he's going to propose an off-world training facility so that they don't have to keep shutting down several floors of the base every few months to run these scenarios. <laughs> Including the control room and the gate room? Right, exactly. That's just so bonkers that that would be a thing they could do. And I was also wondering, what is their budget then for hatches and doors if they're blasting through the hatch to get in and blasting through the door at the bottom of the hatchway? That's a good question. It's just bananas. So, yeah, apparently this is a thing that they're doing on a regular basis. Can they continue just this dialogue to redcon in this whole scenario that we're only just being made aware of? It was just <laughs> such a weird scene. Then <laughs> <laughs> they get back to watching the monitors and watching what's going on. Sam and Jack come in. And they chat about the strategy that the team is using so far. Jack says it's kind of hard to say if he approves or not because he's pretty sure that Elliot knows that it's just a test. Otherwise, why would he have taken so much delight in shooting Jack? <laughs> they talk about the fact that he had to pull them back from the gate room before because SG-3 came back early by surprise because they were taking heavy fire from the Gua'uld on whatever planet they were on. So that kind of threw off their plan a little bit. 
Kerrigan suggests maybe they should just call the whole thing off in light of SG3's emergency. But Hammond's like, nah, it's all fine. Let's keep going. And then we just get a quick shot of Daniel and Teal'c hanging out in Hammond's office. And Daniel is just delighted at how comfortable the chair is. Meanwhile, Teal'c is looking through a magnifying lens at nothing. <laughs> it was really funny. Agreed. The phone rings. It's the red phone. And I thought it would have been hilarious if it was an unexpected call from the president. But it was not. <laughs> it is, in fact, Jack telling Daniel that the new team is on its way. And Daniel's like, you told them not to shoot me, right? Jack just hangs up the phone. <laughs> and there's weapons fire nearby, so we know they're getting close. Daniel and Teal'c arm themselves because they hear the weapons fire. The youngins are coming at the briefing room and Hammond's office from different angles. And one's yeah. coming up the stairs. Another's going to come down the stairs. They're exchanging fire with the SFs and with Teal'c. <laughs> Daniel stays in Hammond's office in the doorway watching the firefight. Grogan comes down the stairs and tries to leap out of the way as he comes down and ends up being shot by Teal'c. So he's down again. <laughs> he's really bad at not getting shot. Yeah. I don't think that they should be putting him on an SG team. <laughs> oh, you know what? I was wrong. He didn't get shot by Teal'c. But you're right. He is bad at that. Daniel zats him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sorry. He gets shot by somebody. Again, this is like yes. the third or fourth time he's gotten shot. He gets he gets shot a lot. Yeah. Meanwhile, though, Satterfield has taken this opportunity to slip into Hammond's office from, I guess there are multiple doors in Hammond's right? office. Right? I was going to ask, how, where is the, like, he has a back door? Where did she come from? I don't know. <laughs> but she got in there. She did. And she, you know, says, Dr. Jackson. <laughs> And he turns and she shoots him. And then apologizes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does Teal'c. apologize. Elliot takes out Teal'c. Satterfield and Elliot get together in the briefing room to blow up the device. I was like, wow, they're really all in on these scenarios. Yeah. They actually blow up the briefing room. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Elliot helps Grogan out of the room while Satterfield sets this charge. That's about it for that scene, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They get out of there. They're hiding around the corner. Yeah. And they're waiting for the explosion. Yeah. But then Satterfield runs back in because she realizes that she left Daniel's body in the doorway so he would get blowed up and that would suck. She gets yelled at by Elliot for going back in because he doesn't know why she's going back in. But then she pulls Daniel out of the way and actually shields him with her own body as they all continue counting down yeah my question on this is what about teal'c and all of the other guards well she doesn't have a crush on them <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> that's a valid question but daniel's the one she's got a crush on so <laughs> it doesn't matter anyway because right it doesn't explode <laughs> no which is good because i was like wow are they really gonna blow up <laughs> that would be turns amazing out, yeah turns out that the c4 was just modeling clay as Jack tells them, when Teal'c gets back up, Daniel gets back up, Hammond, Jack, and Sam, everybody comes in and is like, yeah, good job. You passed. <laughs> Satterfield says to Jack, but you were shot. He pats his side where his fake wound was, and he's like, yeah, it looked like that, didn't it? Elliot's like, but Haley killed a guy. <laughs> nope, that didn't really happen either, because even their backup weapons had blanks instead of actual bullets in them. The youngins are realizing that the entire thing, including the standoff back at the training complex, has just been a big sham and part of this training scenario. 
Jack repeatedly asks Elliot, weren't you suspicious? And Elliot's like, no. You weren't at all suspicious when you shot me that this wasn't real? No. <laughs> Hammond says that they've recorded the whole thing and they're going to debrief and make a final assessment and says that he's sure they all did very well, except for, you know, walking down hallways and not looking where they were going and letting <laughs> Sam take their weapon and getting all shot. kinds of stuff. <laughs> Grogan's like, we kicked ass. And Jack's like, you got yourself shot again. <laughs> Don't be so cocky. Daniel thanks Satterfield for the rescue and gives her a cute little look and it was gross. <laughs> and then they all realize that Haley's not there and that she must be down in the gate room. There is suddenly an unscheduled off-world activation alert. And through the window, they see Haley is, in fact, down by the manual controls next to the iris. And, uh-oh, radiation levels seem to be increasing. They tell Haley to evacuate, but she ignores them because she thinks that they've all been taken over by aliens. And then the thing she's working on... Yep. That's a word. <laughs> yep. And she's she's on the ground. They head to the control room where Sam reports she cannot get the iris closed. And again, the radiation's bad. Hammond orders the entire level to be evacuated. Elliot asks, what about Haley? Jack's like, she's already dead. And indeed, we see her laying unconscious, seeming on the ground. Sam says this is gamma radiation, probably from the Gould that chased off SG-3. Hammond wants to know why the iris won't close. Sam says that Haley probably took the controls offline since she was down there manually doing stuff instead of using the control room. They're going to head off to the security office on 16 where they can monitor what's going on. The youngins follow, but Elliot seems like he might be getting an idea. And then Sam realizes her access card's gone. Oops. So somebody else, probably Hammond, uses his card to get into the security office. And on the screen, they see that Elliot is going to get Haley. Hammond radios to him and orders him to not go in there. But of course, it's an important part of training to realize that you can ignore Hammond's orders whenever you want. <laughs> Elliot does not listen. And instead looks right at the camera as he lets himself into the gate room, <laughs> which was just weird. They show him running across the gate room. I was hoping that the door closed behind him, but we don't see whether or not that happened. He gets the gate to close and then tells them that Haley's still alive and they need to get a medical team down there as soon as possible. And then the blast doors, which were down, slowly come up and everybody is in there. How the hell did they get from the security room down to the control room? That fast. It's like know. 13 floors. And they were at the security room. <laughs> I don't know. It took them like a minute to get there. What happened? So they're all slow clapping, and Elliot's like, You gotta be kidding me. And then Haley says, You can put me down now, hero. <laughs> Just so fucking weird. <laughs> Elliot is like, Oh, I get it. You were in on it. And she's like, Yeah, how else could I show you nanobots that aren't real? <laughs> Which I had been wondering about too. Yeah. Apparently, Haley already had her own test at some other point previously, so was in on this entire thing. I guess, I guess. so, yeah. Yeah, because she says you should have seen what they put me through. So, so yeah, she was not actually being tested. I guess it was mostly just for Elliot. And then they're going to put all of them on a team. But Elliot gets first dibs. Yeah. He is going to be put onto SG-17 under Major Mansfield, who 
Jack says, if you think I was tough on you. And again, maybe don't put Grogan on a team. <laughs> no. Keep getting shot, though. Also, I think if Haley passed all of her tests already, that she should be the one going on a team first. But, you know, here we are. Elliot gets it. It's. I feel like it's unclear. She might already be on a team. I don't know. I don't think she is, though, because Elliot asks about the rest of the team. Yeah, that's true. And him and says... They'll get their assignments in time when they become available. But does that count? Does she count as actually being on the team if she was in on it? I don't know. Anyway. Well, I, don't, I don't think she's on. I, yeah, I got the impression that, that she counted as this team. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. She might just be useful because she already knows about the Stargate and it helps them to have a younger person who's being along with them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Um, but anyway. yeah, my impression is that she counted as one of the people who is not yet getting a team, but will eventually. <laughs> I don't know. I guess maybe it's because Elliot has a higher rank than the rest of them. Yeah, maybe? I guess so. I don't know. Anyway, the episode ends with the red alarm going off again and an off <laughs> unscheduled off-world activation coming in. And Jack's like, you think their test is really over now? End of episode. End of episode. Kathy, did you like the episode? I did like the episode. <laughs> I think it's really silly that this whole thing takes place actually in the SGC, yes, but extremely. Other than that, it was fun. I don't really like the cadets, but I like them working together and figuring it out and yeah, you know, getting their act together by the end of it. I like that kind of thing. And Sam and Jack were fun. Daniel was funny. <laughs> it's all good. It was all good to me. Yeah. What about you? I did actually like it. Yeah. Even as much as I complained about like some of the bad acting from the recruits earlier in the episode, it was really only that one scene where it felt like extra forced and awful. And for the most part, I was kind of able to ignore it when their acting was a little stiff elsewhere in the episode. But it was a pretty interesting episode and exciting. And there were a lot of funny parts. So I appreciated that. As I mentioned before, I think the scene between Kerrigan and Hammond was <laughs> extra weird, too, where they're just like giving backstory for this thing yeah. that's supposedly been happening the whole time and how little sense that made that that would be a thing that they're doing on a regular basis. But yeah. it's just a, a weird episode. Fun to entertaining. Yeah. What's next? Next, we're watching Stargate SG-1 Season 5, Episode 14, 48 Hours. Ooh. The booklet says, During a near-fatal pursuit by gold gliders, Tilk fails to make it through the Stargate before it's destroyed. I'm assuming they don't mean the Stargate, but it's unclear. Is that, is that it? That's the whole thing? No, no, there's more. Sorry. Oh, I got okay. caught up. I got caught up in what the hell that meant. I would think that they're talking about the Stargate being destroyed. Maybe. But then it says, now SG-1 has only 48 hours to reestablish Teal'c's energy signature from the temporary memory of the Stargate before it's erased, dot, 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 oh. for good. That's weird. It is weird. And I did go hunting around a little bit for descriptions, but didn't uh -huh. find any fun ones. Uh. But I did, you know, see things that made me remember this episode. Gotcha. I won't spoiler anything. I think it's going to be a good episode for characters we love and hate. Excellent. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. 
As always, thanks for listening. If you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe so that you get our episodes as soon as they come out every Wednesday. Likes and reviews are very much appreciated to help other people find the show, and word of mouth is great for that as well. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram and Mastodon. You can email us at stargatesing at gmail.com, and you can send us messages through our website, which is stargatesing.space. And if you're feeling generous, you can help support the show by heading over to patreon.com. I'm Mary. I'm Kathy. And you've been listening to Stargate Sing, The End. The End. They're continuing to move ahead inside the warehouse. I didn't get that. Could you Shut try the again? Fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>